International. 2004 was a year that felt like a Tuesday. Boring, weird, annoying, and a long way from the fun we have on weekends. Facebook launched. Little Bush won another election. Marlon Brando and Old Dirty Bastard, two of America's most prized entertainers, died within months of each other. And what else? Oh yeah, I suffered a breakup that effectively strangled the life out of my 25-year-old heart. I remember drinking a lot and listening to Dashboard Confessional on purpose and noticing a feeling from my throat to my gut that was what I imagine a sword swallower at the freak show experiences. It was sharp and it hurt. People say love and music are universal languages, and they are, but so is heartbreak. We've all been to that place where we never know when the pain ends. We distract ourselves, but you can only push your thoughts and emotions to the side for so long before they start peeking at you from behind the walls. I was lucky enough to have my heart smashed at a time where social media stalking was not an option. I may very well be hooked on snorting eight Prozacs a day if it was. I still think about my ex... We were together for six years, and I loved her so much it made me angry. Hopefully, some of you know what I mean. Initially, there was hostility after we ended it. Eleven years later, though, we finally checked in with each other. She's doing well. Married, kid, career woman in New York City. I suppose I'm doing okay, too. I don't ever wish for someone to experience extreme pain, but since the dawn of time, or at least since Shakespeare started writing, heartbreak appears to be a rite of passage no matter when you were born. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. I am not a millennial. All of my guests are. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh! (laughs) This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. Hey, hey, hello, shalom, assalamu alaikum. Let's get all of our bases covered. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the podcast today. My guest is Jake. Jake, how are you? Uh, doing pretty good. All right. Yeah, Things better. are going all right. Beautiful yeah. day out. Oh, yeah. Real nice. Uh, Jake, how old are you? I am 21 years old. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 21 years old? Be 22 in like three days. I Wow. What is, oh, well, or happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. By the time this Thank goes you. up, you'll probably be you know in your 50s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we like to take our time here. Uh, it's great to have you here. 21 years old. I don't like, what, yeah, what do you think? What is the first thing you think about when you wake up? Um, why do I have a boner right now? Yeah, I that's, I have no idea. That's a very reasonable thought to have. And if I have just horrible dreams, I wake up, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Isn't it funny how like, no matter how shitty your dreams are, you'll still wake up with like some sort of massive erection. It's like, yeah, that's weird. My dead grandmother was in my dream and yet here I am. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Every morning. Well, uh, I'm happy you're here, and uh, the way we like to begin things is by sort of asking uh, what you're working on. I understand that you are a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a, uh, a joke. Uh, you know, I'm not going to ask you to do it, obviously. This is not the correct medium for stand-up comedy. This yeah. is a podcast, but what's the gist of the joke? Uh, it's just basically the story of when I lost my virginity, because it was a weird one. It was. Were you in high school? Uh, no, I was 19... 
and I was living with my friend and his his mom lived there on the weekends. Okay. And she paid the rent and everything, so I had to live there rent-free for a year, which was cool. But since she paid the rent, she had to make all the rules. Okay. And I went and hung out with this girl, and my friend's mom had said, hey, if you're going to come home past 11, don't bother coming home. So you're, so the mom was there. This was not a weekend. Uh, no, Yeah, it was on the weekend. Uh, his mom was there. It was like a Sunday night, and she had to leave austin to drive to arlington at like three in the morning okay and so she told me if you're gonna come home after 11 don't come in or else you'll wake me up and i won't be able to go back to sleep okay so i went and hung out with this girl and we started messing around and i set an alarm for like 10 45 mm-hmm. and we we're going at it sure and my alarm started going off at 10 45 okay while i was Doing your thing. Doing, yep, doing my thing. Yeah. We don't have so to get I, too yeah. explicit here. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, I tried to speed it up sure. while my alarm was just going, eh, 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 eh. did the deed, finished, Yeah. threw on my pants, and ran out of there. And by the way, I'm not surprised that because of your effort to speed it up that you were successful. Yeah. We've yeah. all lost our virginities, and it's usually oh, yeah. not a very time-tested no, time yeah. battle. It was, it was a couple minutes. Yeah. yeah. It was real quick. Uh, so, so, so the joke sort of centers around this and has it been working on stage for you? Uh, I have yet to do it on stage. I've, I've like chopped the story around to people and, uh, just like in conversation. Yeah. And it's, I've, I've learned that it's a decent story. Sure. Cause like I never talked to the girl after that again. Yeah. Cause I found out, oh, it's not very polite to run out of a girl's apartment immediately after you have sex for the first time. Yes. And I ended up getting home. Very gentlemanly, by the way. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> no, uh, chivalry's dead. I disagree. And is this your? This is is this the, the the process that you employ for most of your joke writing? You just sort of shop around stories to your friends. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because uh, I do like mostly stories on stage. Mm-hmm. So I I just like go around tell stories and see what kind of reaction they get in conversation. And then try to throw jokes in there. Sure. And do it on stage. And because you were 19, this is obviously still a fairly fresh memory for you. Oh, yeah. Two years. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm no mathematician, but yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, not a lot of time has passed. No. Uh, I, my, I was the same age. I was 19, which some might consider a late bloomer. I talk to people who tell me they lose their virginities at like 12, and I'm like, what? That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I lost mine at 19. Another very extremely awkward experience. It was like Valentine's Day. I was dating a, a theater major. And, uh, you know, I thought, hey, it's Valentine's Day. Let's get romantic. Yeah. So uh, we went to my disgusting dorm room with like beer posters hanging up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I may have lasted possibly as long as you had. Um, except we were sort of in a relationship. So I think think she may have forgiven me but she was a little suspect because i had told her that i wasn't a virgin i was a little too embarrassed oh yeah i was a little ashamed um but you know we ended up catching up again years later and she was like i, I came clean finally no pun intended <laughs> and uh she was like yeah I, was like, I knew that i kind of figured i'm like yeah of course you would you're not a, a stupid person yeah um no yeah this girl i i had told her beforehand and this was the first time we had ever hung out yeah in our lives and then how did I, you how did it come together how'd you meet uh through a mutual friend our friends were in a band and she was like their band mom or okay. whatever yeah and so we had met before but always hung out like with the band sure and then that was the first time we hung out just one-on-one okay and then i told her that night when things were getting yeah. hot and heavy and so hot and heavy yeah. right 
Uh, and this is sort of how you mine for material? Is this, uh, you just sort of draw on your own uh, previous experiences? Oh, definitely. Yeah. You would say most of your act, if not all of it, is drawn from things that you've already gone through. Yeah. I like. I can't do any observational things because I don't really have strong opinions on most things. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> anything going on in the world, I'm like, well, can't really talk about that because I don't really care. Yeah. But my own life, I'm like, well, that's number one for me. Well, so. I mean, you, you, you do have opinions on things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more now than before, like having strong opinions on things is a very new thing to me. Sure. Because most things tend to just roll off my back. Like, this is the first time I've ever been interested in politics whatsoever. Right. So it's it's really more of a question of, like, your priorities are, you know, maybe not the same as someone who's, you know, 15 or 20 years older than you who exactly. may have more stringent uh, opinions. Yeah. But you sort of feel like, why bother writing material about those opinions just now? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, well, we, we, we have you in here today, uh, and I'll let you sort of uh, guide this a little bit. Um, but why don't, you, why don't you tell me what's going on? Uh, going through a breakup right now mm-hmm. has not been fun. Been a rough time. Uh, uh, how long has it been? Three weeks? Okay. This is brand new. Yeah. This is a fresh wound. Oh, yeah. Still and um, just a, a disclaimer for the audience, me and Jake do know each other uh, yeah. outside of the studio. So I am fairly familiar with, with, with some of the details. Oh, yeah. You're the first person I talk to after my mom. I am the I'm wise the, old man. Yeah. I am the wise older brother. I'm not going to say wise father because I don't want to see myself as a dad just yet. <laughs> yeah. But much like the girl who you lost your virginity to, I sometimes see myself as comedy dad. Yeah. Uh, it's a role I am comfortable with. Uh First of all, very sorry to hear the news. Yeah. Now that we're on mics, yeah. Um, what? Why don't? Why don't? Well, let's start with this. Uh, what was the relationship like? Um, it was fun. It was like just fun. We uh, we started off. We met through a mutual friend. Her roommate was a comedian, mm-hmm. and I mean, for the longest time, for a few months, like. We never really talked or anything. Right. Uh, the first time I got her phone number was I was at a party and at her house, and you know Matt Alvarez, he saw some glasses on the ground. Was like, "Hey Jake, you should steal those." Sure. And so I did. And then the next day, her roommate posted on Facebook like, "Hey, someone stole her glasses." Mm-hmm. And so I got her number and then brought them back. And people have been like, wow, what a cute story. It's like a rom-com. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's and very then, uh, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks-esque. Yeah. Uh, I realize I'm dating myself, but that's what we do here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there, there, was, there wasn't like a, you know, a lot of dating. There's like the first date, sure. recording and all that. None of that. It was we were already friends, uh, already like integrated into the same group of friends. Mm-hmm. And then one night, had a little fun. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're just hanging out for a little bit until uh, at one point, she invited me to go to happy hour with one of her coworkers. Right. And afterwards, I asked her, like, hey, what are we doing? Was this, is this like, a, are we a thing? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, because, you know, I don't, I'm not really a relationship kind of person. And then... Well, uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but oh, yeah. are you a relationship kind of person? Uh, I, at the time, I did not think so. Mm-hmm. Like before I met her, I did not think so at all because I had been, you know, doing the Tinder 
casual kind of thing. Right. And there were a few girls who would ask me like, "Hey, is this a serious thing? What's going on?" I was like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not really looking for a relationship." Turns out, I just didn't really like any of them. Okay. Which I. They're all great. Sure. It just, yeah. Well, you know, that speaks to chemistry. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, obviously had a lot of chemistry with this girl. Oh, yeah. Um, who, by the way, we will refrain from using the name of for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but you felt there was a very strong chemistry. Mm-hmm. And uh, you weren't necessarily, it doesn't sound like you were necessarily dating as much as you had just been hanging out with someone that you felt very strongly for. Mm-hmm. And she reciprocated, right? Yeah, uh, not at first. Like when when we first had that talk, she said like she's not much of a relationship person. Mm-hmm. And then over the like next week, we just hung out a bunch. And after her roommate's birthday party, we we're driving to like an after party thing. She was like, "Hey, remember when I said I am I don't want a relationship?" Well, yeah. I changed my mind. I was like, "What?" So Sweet. that as as you focus probably inward during that time mm-hmm. what was it that you liked so much was there a feeling of victory or was there f- what oh yeah there was definitely a feeling of victory uh and one and i'm gonna sound like a can we curse yeah okay i'm gonna sound like a fucking sleazeball right now mm-hmm. uh when i had first met her i was in a a, a sketch show with her roommate mm-hmm. and one of my friends was like hey just so you know uh her her roommate is super hot and this girl was like everyone in my group of friends thought she was super hot and was like trying to hook up with her mm-hmm. and then when we started hanging out a lot i was like holy shit yeah how did i do that like there there was always like that level of disbelief like yeah mm-hmm. well how how did you do that how what do you think you did um it was it was comedy you're, because you're obviously not a sleazeball. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I am. Yeah, but I mean, there there was that weird guilty. I feel guilty about how I felt at the time, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I won. I beat all my friends and got her. <laughs> right. Which I like. Yeah, I feel bad about that feeling. Sure. Yeah. Um, but naturally, when you meet someone you like, who a lot of other people pine after, and I I can't speak to the other the opposite gender because i'm not a woman yeah but i would imagine it makes you feel pretty good to know that that she sort of likes you too oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean feels great i mean i don't know that i'm sure when you look back it seems almost from a competitive standpoint but it obviously wasn't it was something oh, that was real and organic and genuine definitely yeah but uh yeah i think it was i mean i can't speak for her i don't know what sure no what speak for yourself yeah, that's what you're her, here for. but uh what what it seemed like to me was it was she kept going to open mics and shows with her roommate mm-hmm. and seeing me do comedy and then eventually i had heard through the grapevine that she was interested in me yeah I was like, it was because you were just being you exactly you were doing what you do yeah and she she it seemed like it was never gonna happen because mm-hmm. i always thought she was out of my league sure so i wasn't even gonna try and she was like one of my good friends best friend right i'm not gonna try to hook up with your best friend yeah and then once i heard that the feeling was mutual i was like oh yeah no i'll go for it so you guys are sort of moving right along and you're hanging out a lot and Mm -hmm. you're getting to know each other was there one particular instance where you were just like i have never told you know someone the things that i'm telling this girl before i've never felt 
the things I'm feeling with another girl before? Um, it, it was it was more of like a slow burn kind of thing mm-hmm. at first, which is weird because it wasn't a very long relationship. It was only like five months. Right. But yeah, there there wasn't like one particular moment except for uh, one morning I was hanging out at her house and right before I went to work, she was like, hey, uh, I'm sure you already know this, but I think I love you a little bit. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love you too. Yeah. I've never said that to anyone. So that was a big one. I yeah. called my mom immediately. I was like, oh, I just told her I love it. You're a little bit of a mama's boy. I'm, I'm oh, picking 100%. up on Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just using context clues here. Um, right after the breakup, it was like 1030 at night, and I drove straight from Austin to Arlington yeah. to see my mom. What it sounds like was happening was your your vulnerability was sort of kind of going away. It was kind of dissipating. Oh, yeah. It was evaporating. You felt completely comfortable. Oh, 100 Like, I... I'm I, like I'm not one to have many secrets, mm-hmm. but she knows more about me than anybody else in the world. Right? Like, yeah, there's one hundred percent comfortable, and that's something that you sort of embrace. You enjoy that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you yeah. Got a pretty, you got a pretty big heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, that you know, speaking, I uh, just speaking for myself here. Like, that's something that I struggle with is eliminating that vulnerability i never feel comfortable with people who i'm not dating Mm -hmm. maybe not never but it's rare that i'll find myself with someone that i'll walk away from being like you know i'm really glad that that person has opened me up um but you achieve that Mm -hmm. and uh you know at the risk of bringing up that competition analogy again that would make someone feel like a winner i think on a lot of levels yeah um so now you're in this relationship it's going really well and uh you said it was only five months. Yeah. Um, what happened? Um, it. She was she was a teacher. Uh, she taught uh, sixth grade, mm-hmm. so there was a little bit where, like during the day, she was at work teaching and whatnot, and I was just doing Uber, so I was able to work whenever I wanted. And then uh, over the summer, she wasn't teaching or anything. So I, I, instead of me going out and getting like a job, like a nine to five Mm -hmm. where I have to have a schedule, I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just have a job where I have a flexible schedule so I can spend more time with her. Cause there was this, there was this tension on the relationship because she was moving Mm -hmm. in August. So, so I wanted to, I wanted to spend as much time with her as possible before she left. Yeah. And, uh, something that I didn't realize at the time mm-hmm. was that uh, you got to give someone space. Yeah. You got to uh, do that. <laughs> that's important. Uh, yeah. But you know that now. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. But you, at the same time, you also understood that there was a shelf life. Exactly. To this relationship. Mm-hmm. And that didn't affect you one way or another? Uh, no, it definitely affected me. I was like upset all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you were upset all the time, but at this, but you were also enjoying. It, yeah, it was uh, like I, I spent more time sad in this relationship than I did before I was in this relationship, but I was also happier than I had ever been in my life. Yeah, so the happiness outweighed the sad. Okay, but I mean that was my first girlfriend. It was the exact same situation. We started dating. She was older than me. We started dating in like March, and we both knew that she was moving to a different state in August. Yeah. So there's 
it was the same thing. I was sad all the time, but I was also super happy all the time. Would you consider yourself a, a, a sad person? No. no, Not at all. Probably not, right? Yeah. So, you know, like a lot of people sort of understand that they're sad and they just sort of embrace that rather than correct it, which, you know, I don't judge. But, yeah. you know, that's some people. But you, you don't really fall into that category. No, I'm... I'm, I like to think I'm generally a happy person. Yeah. Like most things don't bother me, but this is like, when it comes to heartbreak, mm-hmm. it is one thing that demolishes me. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're a human being, so yeah. it demolishes all of us. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit of a pattern here also. I mean, you said that your previous girlfriend was the same circumstances where you knew it was going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that you did this with your last girlfriend under this like unknowingly do you think you just kind of backed into it or um possibly i mean when we first started hanging out i didn't know that she was leaving yeah and then uh once i found out that she was leaving my feelings kind of changed to where i started liking her a lot more sure so yeah i think i think it was like there's this vein cut in my brain that was like hey you've been here before yeah. It's you're comfortable here. It's yeah, so that's a familiar territory. The, yeah. And naturally you're gonna feel at home exactly in that territory. Um but here's a, a, a bigger question. because uh, you sort of mentioned that you weren't necessarily a relationship type person before this. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to be in a relationship knowing that it wouldn't end? Like are you That's it's something that I've been thinking about. Like I would I would love to try. Yeah. Like if you knew she wasn't going to leave, yeah, that, would you be able to... That sounds amazing to uh-huh. me, but I, it's hard for me to imagine it because I've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how, how do other people find someone that lives in the same city as them and they're not leaving? Right. Like, how does that happen? Because everyone that I've fallen in love with, it's like very soon they're leaving. They're moving to a different state. Right. And you're so still a young guy, so you have yeah, a lot yeah. of roads to travel down. But um, I think it, I think it really kind of comes down to you. Can you allow yourself to love another woman who you know is not going to be leaving? I think so. I like. I mean, I like to think I can. Uh, I know. I think I would be a lot more relaxed in that kind of relationship because I know, like in this last one, I was. Like I said, I was constantly trying to spend more time with her because I knew she was leaving. Right. And there were definitely times where she was like, I like, I need space. I need it. And I was like, but you're leaving. Yeah. Like, why, why don't you want to squeeze the most juice out of this as possible? Sure. But now I can see that it's one of those like less is more kind of thing. Well, and also it doesn't work like that. It, yeah. You can't squeeze the juice out of anything in yeah. X amount of time. I mean, these things have to materialize mm-hmm. and, and take time. And, and it's a very tricky minefield to mm-hmm. have to navigate through and around. Yeah. Um, how is everything now? Um, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Not easy. Uh, um, I mean, comedy's definitely been making it easier a little bit. Yeah. Being able to talk about it. Let's let's uh, go back just a few steps. Mm-hmm. Um, the day that it happened. Oh. And again, you know, you don't have to get too explicit with details, but uh, sort of set it up. How did it go down? What were you feeling? Um, what, what was the tone of things? Where were you? I I had gone swimming with a couple other comics, and I I like I had a few beers while I was there. Went to an open mic. Drinking and swimming. 
Great what combination. You do in Texas, yeah. <laughs> uh, I went to an open mic and I was feeling like I'd been in the sun all day. I drank a few beers and then I was having that like day drink hangover kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. And I I just had like this weird feeling. And I had had this weird feeling all week. Yeah. That something was up. Like in your gut? Yeah. Like was, physically in your stomach? Yeah. There's yeah. like a knot in my stomach. And she, I got a text. And she was like, hey, are you around? I want to walk and talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got that text, I was like, ah, this, this shit. is it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was a little, I was like kind of hopeful though, because we were supposed to go on a road trip yeah. in like three days. Sure. We were supposed to leave mm-hmm. to drive across the country. And uh, so I was like, well, she's not going to just break up with me right now, right before the road trip. Right. So I texted her and was like, yeah, I mean, I'm at an open mic. Is everything okay? She was like, eh, kind of. Can you come meet me and we'll talk? And I was like, yeah. So told the host, was like, take my name off the list and just like ran out of there, Mm -hmm. drove to where she was in silence and just kind of like talking to myself like, you're going to be okay. Everything's okay. And if it's not, you're going to be fine. It's going to be everything's okay. I started having like a mini anxiety attack. Sure. And then uh, as soon as I saw her, we hugged and she was like, I'm just going to say it. We need to break up. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. What was your initial reaction? Uh, it, it, like I, I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, yep, called that. So I wasn't, I wasn't really surprised. Well, you weren't blindsided, moment. but, but certainly the the hammer came down. Yeah, it was it was immediately tears yeah. started coming down, and uh, yeah, she said it was because she was she was moving and she was going to a she was going back to school mm-hmm. and she needed to like start the healing process now, which took me a little time to understand. Uh, but do you understand it? Yeah, now that makes total sense to me. Yeah, because. I can only imagine if she was like if we had gone on the road trip and broke up at the end of the road trip like we had planned because we had talked about it before and she said that like we were not going to stay together once she moved we weren't going to do long distance uh if we had broken up like right at the end of the road trip she would have been starting class in like a week or two sure and so you finally understood the concept of space yeah like if 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 she was starting school like to get her master's going through what i'm feeling right now right it would that would have been impossible yeah like that's i don't know who could do that much work while feeling that much heartbreak at the same time so i was like it took me a little bit but i was like yeah that makes sense but uh then i i just kept asking questions yeah i don't to her or to yourself to her like questions that I didn't really, I had an answer that I wanted, but I had a feeling I wasn't going to get that answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I asked her, if you weren't leaving, do you think we'd still break up? Yeah. She said yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, do you... Why were you asking all those questions, though? Uh, like, I, I just, I wanted to confirm that it was just because she was leaving. Right. That there's nothing I could have done mm-hmm. that we were a perfect couple Mm -hmm. like the way the way i saw it uh like near the end was our relationship was kind of like breaking bad Mm -hmm. like it's only five seasons but it ended before it got bad Mm -hmm. 
So it just ended on a good note. So I was like, yeah, it's we never fought or anything, never got any big arguments, blah, blah, blah. It's We're just going to have a great relationship and then go on a road trip, have a season finale, and then end, and it'll be great. Yeah. And, uh, and you didn't get that season finale. No. I got... Yeah, it was right before the season finale. It was well, you know, just to um, continue with the analogy, uh, you did get a season finale. Yeah, but it wasn't the one that you had scripted. Exactly. And exactly. Um, like I had, I had played the image in my head of like me leaving, like going to the airport, her dropping me off, and then hugging and kissing goodbye and everything. And it was I played that in my head during the relationship a bunch, mm-hmm. and it sucked every time I played it in my head. Yeah, but I got used to that. So once it actually happened, I would be able to handle it. Right. But then there was this whole new ending that I had not imagined whatsoever, and uh, so I was I was just asking her all these questions to be like, please just let it be because you're leaving. And then uh, I asked her if she still loved me, and she said, "Yes, I still love you, but I'm not in love with you anymore." And that was just the worst. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that crushed me. Um, why did it crush you? I mean, for I mean, uh, you know, clearly, I mean, it crushed you because you felt so strongly. But, um, you know, how do you how do you digest that? How do you process it? What What do you do after hearing something like that? Uh, I replayed the entire relationship in my head, yeah. trying to figure out like everything that she had told me about past relationships, everything I know about her everything I know about myself, what I could have done, what I didn't do, what I could have changed. And she kept saying, like, there's nothing you could have done. But just the way my brain works, I'm like, no, 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 no. I think I could have done something. Um, Do you believe that? That she's not in love with me? No, that that you could have done something? Uh, No, because I, like, I don't, I don't want to call her a liar, but I, I don't believe that she wasn't in love with me anymore. It's maybe like a, a little bit of a defense mechanism. Exactly. Because like you said earlier, she wanted to initiate the healing process. Yeah. And I think... That may have been part of that. Yeah. Because it was a week before that, we were in bed, and she was telling me that she had never been in love like this before, mm-hmm. that I was her best friend, and that was a whole new thing to her. And I was like, this is crazy. And then a week later... She's not in love with me anymore. And I was like, that doesn't add up. Well, uh, you know, a lot of things happen during a breakup yeah. that will, so to speak, cross our circuits. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it was certainly happening in your mind, but it was probably happening in hers too. Yeah. Um, you know, these are two people that loved each other and had to go their separate ways, whether they wanted to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is only three weeks ago. So, you know, like we mentioned earlier, that's still a very fresh wound. Yeah. Um, how's it been since then? Uh, pretty rough. Cause I, I like immediately afterwards, I drove home to Arlington and, uh, at like, I got home at like one in the morning. And as soon as I got out of my car, I just threw up. Right. I was like, Oh shit, this is affecting me physically. This is not good. And then, uh, I was in Arlington for the weekend I came back on Sunday, went over to your apartment, mm-hmm. talked for a little bit. We ate pizza? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Monday, I like met up with her to talk to her about everything and like finally say goodbye. And I have 
not talked to her since then. Which is probably a good idea. Yeah, but it's like, I went like five months talking to her every day mm-hmm. to now just not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the shitty part about breakups. I know. Is not having that person around anymore. Yeah. But uh, if I may say, Jake, you're a really cool person. Oh, thanks. Good guy. People, you know, you have a great support system. Yeah, oh, definitely. You've had friends that you've been able to sort of, you know, rely on. Yeah. Uh, you've got a thing, which is stand-up comedy, which, mm-hmm. you know, you could put a lot of your focus and energy into. And uh, at the risk of coming off like a Dr. Phil or somebody right now, uh, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Very attractive young man. I'm sure there will be another woman out there for you. Yeah. That you'll want to be in something with, you know, maybe longer than five months. Yeah. That's another, like, this is the longest relationship I've ever been in. But it was like, it was a a quick, like, lightning kind of love. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was just so fast. We only got in one argument, but we would like, we'd stay up till six in the morning just talking yeah. for hours. Of like, this is awesome. And uh, I don't think I'm lying when I say that there's going to be a lot more of those in your life until you finally do find the one who's, you know, uh, got a longer shelf life than, than five months. By that, I mean relationship. Yeah. Um, but you're doing great. Don't, do you feel like you're doing great? Just like in general or like emotionally? Yeah, in general. Uh, yeah, doing pretty great in um, general. Yeah? Yeah. I mean... So the world hasn't ended? No, not yet. I mean, maybe like a week. Maybe but, a week from now? Yeah, yeah. On your birthday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's when it's all going to come crumbling down. Uh, send me a message on Facebook or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and that's inevitable, too, or by the way. Or she won't, and that'll hurt just as much. Like, One of you was going to contact each other at some point in time. I know. Like, I, I told her that I, I wasn't going to contact her mm-hmm. at all. I was just going to wait till she called me, yep. but that she could call me anytime she wanted. And she said that she would, but it would it would definitely be a while. Well, it's going to take her time, too. Exactly. She's got to heal also. And that's that's been another thing that's like been weird for me to see is like i've i've just been seeing this as something that's happening to me mm-hmm. instead of something that's happening to her as well sure which like that's been a recent thought in my head like oh yeah she's going through some shit too right now uh, and, and like she she moved across the country like yeah she's going through a lot of shit and for someone who you know, says that he doesn't have a lot of strong opinions about things. That's a very mature perspective to have. So you've obviously come out of this breakup with a little more sort of knowledge and a little more, you know, intuition about these things. Oh, definitely. Like, I think, I think the breakup and just the relationship in general made me a much better person. Yeah. Like, like she, she would bring me to protests and stuff. I didn't even know protests happened. Yeah. In Austin. What, I, would you, what would you protest? Uh, we went to a Black Lives Matter protest okay. once, and I was like, is, I've never been to a protest ever. That's a worthy life. cause. Yeah. yeah that's a good great. one. I thought it was going to be something like, stop killing the fucking dolphins or something. No, she doesn't care about oh, animals. No, yeah. It's a shit about dolphins, <laughs> yeah. right? No, fuck dolphins. Well, um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start rounding third and heading home. Right. And I think um, some of the advice that I, I gave you while this was all sort of uh, taking shape was... Uh, it hurts mm-hmm. and uh, you're not alone. This has happened to all of us. Yeah. Man, woman, everyone 
has gone through this. And uh, it's only temporary. You're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, do what you do now. Drink, smoke, eat, uh, whatever it is you young kids do with yourselves these days. I don't know. I'm in bed by 11 every night. But uh, (laughs) hey, you're going to get there too, bud. Oh, my God. Um, but you're going to be fine. And um, I want to ask you one final question here. And, and, and where is it that you see yourself in maybe 10 years from now? You think, uh, you think you'll be in one of those committed relationships? You think, you know, where, where do you see yourself? Uh, 10 years from now, be like 32. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, hopefully in New York. I want to move to New York. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely see myself in either a committed relationship or married mm-hmm. by then like yeah that definitely seems like and and and, and just so you have no false pretenses this shit happens to people who are 32 also it happens to people who are 37 happens to people who are 42 and so on and so oh, forth God. it's one of those hard things man but you've 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 you're swimming through a swamp right now yeah but the thing about that is once you get through all the muck you can come out and wash yourself off. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen, man. Yeah. And you're going to be great. And, and that, that joke about losing your virginity is going to fucking slaughter. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> you know, once you got it all hashed out. Yeah. And, uh, and you're going to be fine, dude. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. I think you, kinda, I think you sort of know that already, right? Yeah. It's, it's definitely gotten easier, but there, you know, there's good days and bad days. Hey, man, that's even if you're not going through a breakup, <laughs> yeah. you know, life is a fucking mountain. You yeah. got to climb every fucking day. I've been saying the F word a lot. Uh, Fuck yeah. You have anything that, that you want to plug or anything? Or is there anything you want to throw out there to, to the people? Uh, you know, be nice to ev- everyone. Just yeah. general plug. Also, uh, Clickbait is a show I run <laughs> at Institution Theater. Sure. The fourth Saturday of every month with Matt Alvarez and Danny Riccio. Matt, Come check it out. Which is here in Austin, Texas. So, yeah. uh, Jake, thank you again oh, for, uh, you. for coming by. And thank you to uh, super producers Donna and Ethan for putting this together. Yeah, thanks, Very guys. quiet today. Not so much research going. It was very. This it was very a heavy. Ca- it was a. It was a heavy show. This was a heavy show. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty yeah. emotional. I, was I had to swallow hard a few times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you swallow hard a few yeah. times? Uh, a couple times. Yeah. I was like physically yeah. holding back tears. Uh, that's yeah. what I was like. Oh, we're gonna get a crier. I, I, was, I was so close. <laughs> I was excited. I was so close. Too. Were you? I was very excited. I was like, I mean, we're gonna open with a crier. We talked for five minutes. It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a very. Re- that's a very real. Mo- that's a, like a real, real moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the post show commentary right now too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You you almost cried. That was cool. I like that part. Uh, that was good. We're having like a, 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 a sort of like a like a yeah. like a group hug right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I feel good about it. You'll be you'll be okay, kid. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give him a pat on the back. Yeah, yeah. Very cathartic, Donna. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to interject there, but I, boy, I can tell you some really, really terrible yeah. breakup stories. If oh, you want to yeah. feel better, you used yeah. a be- used used a breakup trigger word for me while you were talking. What was, what was it? it? Uh, he said he said uh, it was like a lightning love. Oh yeah, mm. so I stole that. I dated a girl. That's her band's name. Oh, oh is that right? Yeah. Oh. So you, tr- you you hashtag triggered me. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's all go out and have a good cry. What do you say? Yeah. That sounds good. All right, I'm down to cry. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Go to Clickbait and uh, and and tune in next week. We'll have another uh, episode lined up for you. Uh, Ryan with the Millennials. See you. Ooh.